Put your hands together. Bless God tonight. Yes, go ahead and do it. The Bible said that his mercies are renewed every morning. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Respectfully take your seat tonight. We want to trust God to respect the time and so that we we go refreshing ourselves and come tomorrow and keep coming until the program um, is over. Amen. So before I get running, I want to once again acknowledge the set man of the house. Let's put our hands together. A friend and a brother, his wife, the family, for inviting me and for putting this program together. I trust that at the end of it all, it will be a blessing and uh, your life will move um, further. Amen? You will go forward and not backward. The prophet Samuel said to Saul that when you lead me today, you will go forward. Amen? When you leave me today, you go forward. So, may you, your life and your destiny go forward after this wonderful convention. Amen. Well, tonight, we would want to use a bit of the time to pray. Uh, want to take time to share something briefly. It, sometimes it's a bit difficult because that when you are dealing with things like altars and other, what I usually do is that sometimes I organize a week program and I'll take my time and teach for about, because you see, I believe that prayer must be based on an understanding. If you don't understand what you are dealing with, the prayer is not effective. And sometimes we can just rush in and out of church, in and out of church, and there are many things we don't really understand. So we take our time to get into the word and understand a few things. And then when we begin to pray, the prayer is much more effective. Amen. But I have very limited time, so I trust God to, to work out something for us. And then we will spend the time to begin to pray. Amen. Tell somebody, don't be tired in your faith. Tell the person next to you, don't be tired in your works. Tell the person at your back or in front of you, don't be tired in praying. All right. Don't be tired in your faith. Don't be tired in your works. Don't be tired in praying. Or we don't know when he shall come. It's a Christian song. Oh, it's not from the other side. This one is. Don't be tired in your faith. Don't be tired in your works. Don't be tired in praying. For we don't know. When he shall come. Somebody say, don't be tired in your faith. Don't be tired in your works. Don't be tired in praying. For we don't know.
when he shall come. For the last time, don't be tired in your faith. Don't be tired in your works. Come on. Don't be tired in praying. For we don't know when he shall come. Put your hands together for the Lord. Say tonight, in the name of Jesus, by the speakings of the blood, I take dominion over the atmosphere and over anything that is programmed to oppose me. Say I declare, by the speakings of the blood, my total deliverance from any works of darkness. Say tonight, I project the speakings of the blood of Jesus against the voice of evil altars against my destiny in the name of Jesus. Right, put your hands together, bless God. Let's look at something. Come with me, let's read Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse number 18. I love this scripture and I think it will help me to break down what I want to talk about tonight and we, we spend some time just praying. Speaking tonight on overpowering foundational altars. Overpowering foundational altars. So the book of Deuteronomy Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Is that it? I have a song for that one too. <laughs> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Is it it? Joshua, Judges, Ruth. We learned it many years ago. Scripture Union. <laughs> Alright, so 29. Oh, you are in the spirit. You've caught it. I don't know whether I've read it here before. Whoever put that thing there is very smart. Because I only said Deuteronomy 29. Wow. We thank God for the Holy Ghost. And uh, I don't know if you give me some other translation apart from it, but let's read this one. And if you have any other translation, let's look at it. He said, Lest there should be among you man or woman family or tribe whose heart turneth away this day from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of these nations lest there should be amongst you a root that beareth gall and warm wood. I don't know if you have another translation. Maybe New King James or so that there will not be among you a man or a woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the false gods of these nations. Oh, 
and they don't finish. Okay. Make sure there is no man or woman, clan or tribe amongst you today whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of those nations. Make sure there is no root among you that produces such bitter poison. Now, this scripture may look a bit complicated as read, but if you take your time to appreciate what we are reading, it's simply saying that one man or one woman in a family or a family within a certain society or a clan or a tribe can become the root cause of evil, trouble, affliction, pain, misfortune. One person's error, whether a man or a woman, can throw an entire family into trouble, an entire tribe, or sometimes an entire nation. So when one man or one woman turns away from God and gets involved in certain things, that act can become a faulty foundation for a family that will bring about all kinds of trouble. I'll read another text to show you something. And all kinds of pain. So, for instance, a family can suffer from some kinds of affliction because maybe some years ago, one man or one woman, a grandfather or a grandmother or an elder or somebody got himself or herself in one thing or the other and it opens up a door for the enemy to afflict and to attack that family. If your grandfather, for instance, was once in a lodge. If your grandfather, for instance, was once an occultist. If somebody in the family once consulted a satanic priest. If somebody once in the family was involved in things like necromancy and all other kinds of evil. This single act by this one person can become the root. That is the scripture we just read, 28:19. It can become the root cause to begin to spell doom for an entire family or for an entire tribe. Tell somebody to be careful of the things you do. Many believers are going through all kinds of things that sometimes we cannot explain and we, are, we cannot tell from whence this is coming. Like the scripture we were looking at yesterday. Did you not sow good seed? From whence cometh this one? Come with me to the book of Judges. Quickly, chapter 6. I'm sure it's very familiar and popular. Let's go to Judges chapter 6, read from verse number 11. 
Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terminal tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abrizite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press. Now, you don't thresh wheat in a wine press. You thresh wheat at the threshing floor. You take grapes to the wine press to press it so you can have wine. Is somebody here? Now, I said, is somebody here? So, something obviously is wrong. And so, in an attempt to hide his threat from his enemies, the Bible said that Gideon ended up threshing corn or wheat in a wine press. It's like trying to go and bake bread at a organizer shop. Somebody say mercy. Let's keep reading. Verse 12. Help me, verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. I don't get it. If the Lord is with me and I am a mighty man of valor, something must be wrong for me to be threshing wheat at a wine press. And this gives a picture of the things that so many people are going through and they cannot just explain what is happening. The reason why you must take advantage of such meetings is because, you see, in our regular church, all of us, we don't often talk much about these things. So when we set a time like this to talk about things like altars and evil foundations and stuff like that, avail yourself, open up your heart and your spirit so you can catch something. Somebody say, Amen. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Verse, verse 13, quickly. Verse 13. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with me, why then has all this happened to us? This is the question that many people are asking. If I am born again, with all these ecclesiastical tongues I speak. <laughs> you know, I am in the choir and I'm doing things in the church and that and that. And I'm showing sin. How is it that if God really is with me, why are things turning out the way they are? If I sowed good seed, why am I receiving a harvest of tears? Tears is a poisonous it's a poisonous seed. Yeah, poisonous. And when it's growing, you can't differentiate it from the wheat. A test is poisonous. And in that text, the, 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 the Lord said, wait until harvest. Because the, there's one thing that distinguishes the two at harvest. When it's harvest time, the, the wheat bends like that. But the tear will be standing true. That's why I said you wait to harvest. Amen? Why is it that I have sown good seed, but I am receiving a harvest of tears, bitterness, and of poison? So here, the Bible said, and Gideon immediately, Gideon asked the angel, thank you for the news you are bringing, that the Lord is on my side. Not only that, I am a mighty man of valor. Why am I running away from my enemies? And why has all this evil befallen us? 
if you read from the verse 1, it was talking about the Midianites. The Bible said that the Midianites will wait when Israel has sown and it was time for harvest. Then the Midianites and the Amalekites, these are anti-harvest forces. The Amalekites are a marauding force. They will enter into the harvest. Collect the harvest of Israel and the Bible said they will make them impoverished. So there was a particular spirit that was afflicting the nation that they will labor and labor and labor when it is time for them to reap a force, a finger, a spirit, a personality. Something will happen strangely and they will lose all their harvest and they will return to square zero. This thing I'm talking about is happening to many people who are in church today and speak in tongues. So rightly so, the Bible said, Didion asked the angel, I have no problem with the news you are bringing, but there is a contradiction. Something is not clicking. Because if I am a mighty man of valor, not just that, God Almighty is on my side, everything should be fine. You see, it is said that a life that is not examined is not worth living. For every one of you here sitting down under the sound of my voice, there might be one thing or two things or three things or something in your life, something in the family, something from your background that is happening in the house, you just still cannot explain it. There is no doubt that you are saved. There is no doubt that you speak in tongues. There is no doubt that the Holy Ghost is in you. But the question is, if I am truly born again and I sing in the choir and I help the pastorate and I'm a counselor, I'm an usher and I do all the things I'm doing, why is it that I see this particular trend from my father's house? Somebody say amen. If the Lord is with me, bear me near. Why? A man with a master's degree was looking for a job. For seven years, he couldn't get a job. And he ended up in a charismatic Pentecostal church like this one, where we believe in prayer and the speaking of the blood and the pulling down of evil authors and all the other things we do. And at the prayer meeting, a revelation came and said, listen, what you are going through has something to do with your father's house. There is something wrong there. And so they gave him some prayer points to pray. And this man began to take his life serious because after seven years with a master's degree, could not get a job. But anytime the man enters into intensive prayers, God will open his eyes and he will see a pot. But he didn't understand what the pot meant. He kept praying and anytime he prayed serious prayers, those things will be revealed to him. So he went to see the pastor. And they gave me some few guidelines. And then he went back to his village. When he got to the village, he saw the father and the mother. He said, oh, welcome, city man. How is everything? Oh, fine, fine. Long time, no see. You are doing well. I said, okay, Papa, I want to ask you a question. Is there anything like a... I am talking about somebody who is a believer. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. Is there anything like a pot or something... In this house, something. He said, oh yes. There is. There is a pot for you and all your seven siblings. 
a pot for everybody. And the pot is raised the very day you are born. And we cut a piece of your ears. It's not tails. We cut a piece of your ears and we place it in the pot. And every 21 days, you must pour palm oil into that pot. Because that pot is a covenant between you and the pot to keep it alive. And he said, for you, for many years now, you haven't done that. He said, wow. Papa, that's a good news. If, if, I, if, 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 if this is all I need to do to be free, he said, Papa, things are not working for me the way I want at all. So the guy used wisdom. And he asked the father. So they took him to the back of the house. And lo and behold, the pot was there. With a piece of his ear cut when he was a child. After 37 years in the pot. At the back of the house. Yeah. He said, oh good, Papa. I will do what I must do to succeed. Then they went to sleep. At midnight, he got up. Towards dawn. He got up to pray. Then towards dawn, four or five there about. He went and carried the pot. Tell somebody, carry the pot. Tell somebody, smash the pot. Say tonight, in the name of Jesus, any pot speaking against my destiny, say break, 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 break. He carried the pot. He carried the pot and ran to the streets. He saw an early vehicle, you know, around this five, you see, Medina, Kanesha, Baalisha. He sat in the torture and he said, oh, listen, don't call any Kanesha or Baalisha or any she. Take me straight to the city. Whatever you have with the ball, thank you. Come on, put your hands together for my co-preacher. He said, whatever it costs, I will pay. Took the pots straight to the church. Somebody say, altar against altars. Somebody say, Ezewuze. He's speaking in tongues. Kukwe kofe kukwe. Na ye kukwe mi fe kukwe. Carry the pot and send the pot to church. And they began to pray and they broke the pot. Oh, how I pray tonight that by the power of the Holy Ghost, anything hiding in your background assigned to interfere with your destiny, the power of God will strike right now. I said the power of God will strike right now. We release the power of God into your father's house, into your mother's house, into your background, into your neighborhood, into your community. We declare tonight in the name of Jesus. Let them be broken. Say, catch fire. Come on, say, catch fire. Come on, say, catch fire. <laughs> Immediately the pot was broken. And prayers were done. Within 48 to 72 hours, the man had more than seven, more than seven 
appointments, people calling him for jobs. That's why I believe tonight that if you will pray according to the revelation of the word, whatever single thing might be holding you back, I said it shall be broken. I said broken. Come on, I said broken. If the Lord is on our side. In other words, Gideon said, I don't understand this. All this heavenly good news, I thank God, but there is no corresponding effects between the good news of heaven for my destiny and my present reality. The Bible said, as your will is in heaven, so must it be here or what are you talking about? So when your destiny is contrary to what is written in the book of heaven, it is time for war. Tell somebody it's time for war. Can we go back to what I was reading? Judges 6. Why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about? God is with you, but you aren't saying nothing. And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about? Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. No, it is not the Lord. It is your sins. Because sin is what gives Satan grip over your life. That's why as a child of God, don't mess around with sin. You've been delivered and washed by the blood. You have enough trouble on your hand already. Eh? After you are born again, eh? anointed, speaking in tongues, then you are involved in all kinds of mess. Listen, you are rather fortifying the evil foundations against your destiny. So if you are born again, I plead with you, remain born again. Next verse, quickly. We pray with you. Put it there, my, 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 my brother. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. I have not sent you, or have I not sent you? The Lord just keeps speaking positively over Gideon. Nothing was pushing Next verse. We are going to 16. So he said to him, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Listen, it don't matter your status. I said it don't matter your status. I said it doesn't matter your status. For the people that do know their God, they will be strong and they will do exploits. I will be with you. And you shall defeat the Midianites as well. Jump all the way to verse number 22. Quickly, quickly. To verse number 22. Let's finish this. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Next one, quick. Then the Lord said to him, peace be with you. Do not fear. Tell somebody, do not fear. Come on, say tonight. Say, do not be afraid. Let the bondage of fear be broken. In the name of Jesus. Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Can you tell somebody you shall not die? You will live to declare the works of God. 
Next verse quickly. Thank you. Next verse, please. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace to this day. It is still in Ophrah of the Abbey's right. Or the Lord, the Lord is peace also means Jehovah Shalom. That's when he got it. Jehovah Shalom. Next verse, quickly. I want to show you something. Now it came to pass the same night. Come on, say the same night. I can't hear you. Come on, say the same night. I said something here. I don't know whether it specified me now. You see, when sacrifices and altars are raised unto God, it is unto God. The spirit of God behind that altar will show up. So, when Gideon raised a godly altar unto God, the spirit of the Lord showed up. And he said, Gideon, let me now break down. Let me now show you what is actually responsible? You see, when an evil author is working against you, you can have all the qualifications for greatness, but you will never be great. Oh, sorry, this thing I'm talking about does not relate only to congregation members. Even pastors, we have our shares. And so we need that hope. If you are a pastor and you come from a polygamous background, Master, this thing I'm talking about has no respect for clerical. That's why I don't enjoy wearing clerical. Have you seen me in one before? I have two. Not even one, two. I hardly wear it. I have nothing against it. If you wear a tango, praise God for your life. But the power is not there. He said, for Paul, I know. Any clerical. Is somebody here with me? Does your voice resonate in the spirit? For now we know, therefore, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. Pastors are not spared. And I have so many examples I can give. How is it a pastor starts a church after some time? The people he appointed as leaders told him, Pastor, we want you to resign. He said, I appointed you as elders. I should resign. From today, all of you have terminated your appointment. They came by the following day and said, Pastor, no. We have had a meeting and we have reinstated ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. True story. Before he could say Jack, the church was broken into. That was the end of the church, of Pastor Tinko's church. Pastor Tinko started another one. He went to do water baptism for some people at the sea. And mysteriously, water carried one woman who was pregnant. The news spread. He said, that was the end of Pastor Tinko's ministry. Until he had to go for deliverance. That's why we pastor that. There's so many things you can talk about. But I'm telling you that this thing has no respect. Whether you are an act pope, cardinal, general overseer. Oh no, not at all. Tell somebody, not at all. Tell somebody, stop them before they stop you. Let's finish it. That same night, the spirit of the Lord appeared and he said, Gideon, let me now break down the root cause of your life of contradiction. 
take your father's young bull. The second bull of seven years old. Because seven is the number of perfection. Seven is the number of God. And tear down the altar of Baal. Come on, say the altar of Baal. So the question, what has the altar of Baal in Gideon's father's house got to do with his destiny? God said, you are a mighty man. You are highly anointed. You, you should marry a rich man. You should marry a rich woman. Anything you, you touch to help you succeed. But there is something wrong. There are two voices that are speaking in your life and it ought not to be so. He said there is an altar in your father's house. Before you take up the battle against the Midianites, first of all, go and bring down the altar in your father's house. Cut it down, even the wooden image that is beside it. Because sometimes I won't read all. But we know the outcome. After this exercise, oh, Galu Haliataya, I said after this exercise, I said after this exercise, and that's why I am confident tonight that if you will lift up your voice in prayer, every altar that is speaking against you is coming down. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 10. Please put it there. Put it there. See. Tell somebody, see. Tell your next neighbor, see. I have this day set you over the nations, over your family, and over the kingdoms. To root out, say root out. Come on, say root out. Come on, say root out. Listen, until some things are rooted out of our lives, our progress will be impeded. And to pull down, come on, say pull down. And to destroy, come on, say destroy. And to throw down, come on, say throw down. After that, you can build. The problem is that many believers are attempting to build things. Build a legacy. Build a school. Build a business. Build a church. Build a family. Build a home. And yet, we haven't dealt with the foundations. For if the foundations be faulty, what shall the righteous do? Amen? Listen, the foundation of anything is very important. Oh yeah. Anything you want to start, make sure the foundation is right. Because if not, you may appear to get away with it today, but it will surely visit you tomorrow. How would you explain how a man was so blessed to marry a woman? The woman was very rich. And when he married the woman, some of the riches on the woman began to rub on him. Every one of us seated here, we all carry different origins and different accuracies. I'm telling you. Everybody here is from a particular home. And every home represented by you here has something in them. I can't tell what it is, but it's something. Oh yeah, look over there. And the man began to do well because of the grace and the ocean that was on his wife. 
One day, his father called for a family meeting. There were about four and lined them up and said, listen, all of you, you are my children. I'm still alive. None of you is permitted to be richer and do better than I am until I've died. Don't take my words for granted. Okay. <laughs> the young man got to say, Papa, how can you talk like this? Papa, how can you talk like this? I defy your words. Papa, make sure your leg is on something before you defy the words. It's not just with mouth. I shall become prosperous. I'll become bigger than you. Papa said, okay, we shall see. When he left the family meeting, when he got home, to his amazement, he found his wife dead, mysteriously on the bed. I can go on and on and on and on. Some years ago, I was preaching at Open Heavens. First service, second service. As I entered auditorium in the second service, a lady in the church, that's when I entered to the entrance, and she saw me, she began to scream and make some noise. And you could hear voice, demonic voices coming out of her. He said, leave me alone. She's married to me. And this girl is a graduate. She is the only graduate in her family. Yeah? I remember. That day, it turned the service into something else. It turned the service into something else. Screaming, jumping, manifesting. And this is a tongue-talking believer. But there is an altar. And the altar said, leave her. Leave her alone. You can't deliver her. She belongs to me. I have married her tonight. By the sword of the Lord. Any marriage contracted between you, your destiny, your future, your marriage, your career, your ministry, and any altar from your father's house, by the sword of the Lord, we severe that relationship. We cut it off in the name of Jesus. And by the projection of the blood, we destroy that marriage now. Things like marriage. You see, let us not come to church and behave like ostriches. I'm telling you, there are things happening to Christians. And all we are doing is busy preaching doctrine. I told you on Sunday, a believer must have doctrine. It's good. But it's not enough. Many people, their doctrine is only for argument. I can prove to you that when you get born again, you see, you must be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Then you see, you must speak in tongues. And all those things eh, is just to make argument. But they don't understand the weight of what they are saying. Many believers only have sound doctrine. Without spirit, they don't have faith because faith is for battle. How do I know? Read Hebrews chapter 11. Many Christians they have sound. Listen, they are, I don't know. There may be some in this church, I don't know. They know the Bible more than you. But Osafo, do you know you are not called because you know the Bible? We are managing Osafo. We are managing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are managing it. So sometimes we get it wrong, so we go back and correct it. But what we are doing eh, is a finished work unto which we are called. That's why God told Moses, build for me a tabernacle according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mount. 
So we haven't been called to perfect anything. That's what I'm telling you. We are called unto a work that is already finished. But we must make sure we build according to the pattern. Else our building can be rejected. I can't get it when I read, for instance, Jude. You see, in the book of Jude, Jude pulled out a revelation that amazes me to tomorrow morning. How that Satan contested over the body of Moses. Next year, say, Moses couldn't have made it. I can't get it. You mean Moses? Moses? But you see, the guy, he argued a lot also with God. He argued with Moses. And one, yeah, yeah, yeah. when one time God said, speak to the rock, but he didn't understand the mystery of that statement, and he hit the rock. And the Lord said, that rock is Christ. Because of this thing, step aside. Go back. Yeah. From the root of Simeon and Levi. And he said, you will not enter into the land of promise. Then he said, Joshua, now arise. Now Joshua is a type of Christ. And in three days, what Moses could not do in 40 years, Joshua, Joshua don't tolerate nonsense. When Joshua said, get up, you better get up. Joshua said, in three days, we are crossing this Jordan. But you see, it's all only to show that indeed the Old Testament cannot bring us into rest. Because Moses is a type and represents the Old Testament. Joshua is a type of Christ. Yeah. Joshua is a type of what? Yeah. And he brought them in. Satan contested over the body of Moses, saying that this Moses belongs to me. Because Moses was schooled in the wisdom of Egypt. If not for the, see, there are things in the Bible we read and we just read them casually. But if you will take our time to appreciate them over hours, days, weeks, and months, we will see the weight of those things. If not for Jude, we would never have known what happened when Moses died. How can a man of God, like Moses, his body be contested over by Satan? What claim does Satan have over Moses? And tonight I declare in the name of Jesus any claim the devil has over us for which is contending with our destiny by the speakings of the blood as by the speakings of the blood let it be destroyed. She was screaming. I'm married to her. Leave me alone. One of the reasons sometimes marriages are difficult for both men and women in the body a lot of them are also breaking down. It's because of some of these things. I'm telling you. It's because of some of these things. I know the story of a man of God who got married to a woman and when he was going to get married to the woman, all voices, they seemed to be speaking gospel and said, no, don't marry this woman. Because marriage is a covenant. And you must be sure what you are marrying. Don't marry any woman because she's beautiful. Don't marry any woman because she has a standing breast. That breast will surely fall. It will do what? It will surely what? Not only fall, it shall fall flat. So you better understand the covenant of marriage before you yoke 
why Paul used that, that spiritual word. The word yoking is a spiritual word. Yeah. He said, don't be unequally yoked. In the olden days for agriculture, they have a largely an agrarian economy. So they yoke animals to work on the field, to plow the ground. And you will never see them yoke an ox and a donkey. Or an ox, sorry, an ox and a cat. You don't yoke two animals of different backgrounds. If it is a bull, you yoke two bulls. It's a spiritual language. When you are yoked properly in the covenant of marriage, you can plow any ground. And whatever you sow, put your hands together for the Lord. Are you ready to make some prayers? Many examples I can give. Many years ago, as a young man, I slept in a friend's house. And the Lord took me through a vision for almost about four hours. And he took my spirit into our family house. Also, that day, I contested with a beast I have never seen in my life. It's not easy. A dark entity battling with me for hours in the night. I was a young man. And to the end, you see how your dream ends is very important. Then my grandmother screamed because by the time she screamed, the beast was down. And she mentioned uh, my middle name. You know, they gave us names according to this. I was born on a Wednesday. So she mentioned, she mentioned my name. And she said, ah, today you have defeated this thing that has been worrying us in this family. That shall be your story. And see, that's why sometimes when I sit down, I understand the peculiarity of my warfare. Because of where I'm coming from. He said, today. Come on, say today. Remember time said, today, today, today. He said, today, that thing has been destroyed. Any author that is speaking. That's why we are gathered in this convention. Because enough is enough. It's too much. Going through things you cannot explain. Rise to your feet. Spend the next 10-15 minutes to pray. And we'll be out. And we'll continue. Hallelujah. Breaking evil altars. God said to Gideon, before you can win against the Midianites, bring down the altars in your father's house. When the altar is speaking, there will be a lot of delayed progress. When the altar, the evil altar is speaking, there will be a lot of mess in marriages. Problems you cannot explain. When the altar is speaking, people can rise so high, the next thing that happens is that they go down. Lift up your hands. Speak in the Holy Ghost for some few seconds. I have just about 10 minutes. We want to make sure we stick to our time. Come on, somebody open your mouth tonight. Koda halakasha.
Bonseli Akatabaha. Desuli Katabahaya. Take a look at your life tonight. Take a look at your life. Don't just come to church. Sit down and examine your life. Look at what is happening and what is not happening. If you be careful to watch, the Lord shall show you something. Come on, open your mouth, somebody. By the power of the Holy Ghost, let's generate some power here through the medium of speaking in tongues, somebody. Hey, Lakudala Katatatas. Kratuli Gizizis. Sandelele Otenemisas. Akuria Atenimisas. Adunia Akotas. Rakule Kazasasasa. Adunia Kapanu Ataye. Rakuata Telemesuna. Aduska Tola Kratas. Adunana. The Bible said there was war in heaven. It is by the blood they prevailed. And tonight, Azula Kata. Ariatonde Yakatuni Maya. Ria Kamatuli Akataya. Asatula Katente. By the speakers of the same blood. A long time Can you enter the foundations of your father's house and of your mother's house? Every troublous foundation is receiving contact with the blood of Jesus. Alanto Katula Taya. Come on, lift up your voice. Witchcraft 
has to do with the sun, the moon, the elements, all kinds of witchcraft, more complete, all the deaths, accidents, bloodshed, all the things you read, it is nothing. I know people over speed, I know all those things, but I am telling you it is witchcraft. Yeah. To shed blood, but your blood will not be shed. Lift up your hands. Tonight, say in the name of Jesus. By the speakings of the blood of Jesus, I enter into the foundation of my father's house and of my mother's house and I uproot and destroy by fire every evil altar speaking against my life in every area in the name of Jesus. Put Matthew 15, 13 there for me. This is our last key time we pray. You're going to clap your hands and pray like crazy. Matthew 15, 13. Every tree. Put it there. But he answered and said, every plant. Listen. There are things planted in families, homes, marriages, churches, that God is not responsible for. Businesses, offices. Tonight, I'm going to clap your hands and pray for five minutes and a handover. By the speakings of the blood, we enter into the foundations. And anything God is not responsible for, is that God has not planted. But somebody has planted it. I'm telling you. And as long as that planting is there, it will continue to speak against people in the family. Say tonight, by the speakers of the blood of Jesus, I enter into the foundation of my father's house, of my mother's house, of my background, and I overthrow every evil altar assigned to speak against me. Say tonight, every marriage contract between me and evil altars of my background, say break them, break them. Breaker, 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 breaker. Lift up your hands. Say tonight, I declare evil orders. Catch fire, catch fire, catch fire. Clap your hands and begin to pray. Let it catch fire. Prayer temple. Can we lift up our voices?
She came and testified in church. He said, Papa said, let's pray. I said, okay, well, let's pray. Tell somebody, pray one more prayer. And she came back with the results. Rejected. Come on, say rejected. That is what we call witchcraft-sponsored infirmity. It's not an infirmity because you ate too much. Any sickness or disease you are carrying in your body assigned by the enemy to weaken you. Cancer, fibroid, all kinds of strange diseases you cannot explain. Tonight, by the speakings of the blood. Lift up your hands. This is my last prayer. Say tonight, by the speakings of the blood, we scatter everything guarded by evil orders. Say tonight, by the speakings of the blood, I frustrate their works against me. Say tonight, by the speakers of the blood, I declare liberty for myself, for my husband, for my wife, for my children, for my pastor, for my household. In the name of Jesus, tonight I lift up the voice of the blood of Jesus against if the Lord has, clap your hands, lift up the voice, and do this. why you shouldn't take this holy altar for granted. This is a godly altar. Hold on to the horns of the altar. Keep pouring sacrifices on the altar. How far you go? What altar is speaking for you? I want to deal with two things in one and I hand over. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse number 12. This is the season and beyond. Listen. Every one of you here under the sound of my voice, you will enter 2020. 
not only, listen, you've got to start entering now. Not only will you enter, you will enter in style. For man also does not know his time. Like fish taken in a cruel net. Like birds caught in a snare. So the sons of men are snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. You are going to deal with the nets and the snare. Come on, say the nets and the snare. Evil authors have so many mediums of attack. A net and a snare. You will not die from a strange heart attack. You see, when we talk like this, it's, it's because, not because we don't read the scriptures, but after reading the scriptures, we have seen things. Also, I can't, up to today, I'm surprised at myself that sometimes I get traumatized by what happened two weeks ago. The enemy was, was, was bent on finishing something. Minor crisis, no injury, everybody was fine. Then came. He said, for when an evil spirit is cast out of a man, he goes through dry places. And when he doesn't find any place of rest, he comes back. And when he sees that you are swept and garnished, some of you, all your beauty is your dress. There is no aroma or spirit. So the enemy comes and says, ah, I think this is a good place to inhabit again. But the devil is no fool. So the Bible said, he goes and brings with him seven other spirits that are more wicked. When you read the scriptures, take your time. You see, there are levels of wickedness in the demonic realm. Yeah, in high places. According to, according to the revelation of Paul in the book of Ephesians. Yeah, there are, there are different levels of spiritual wickedness. So if you escape level one, they will take you to level two. But I declare whichever level comes, you have scaled over. I said you have scaled over. Say tonight, evil nets catch fire. Say tonight, evil snares be destroyed in the name of Jesus. You will not be caught up in an evil net. When Jesus was born, some children died for nothing they have done. Their only problem was that they were born at a time when Jesus was born. An evil time when he first started upon the earth. Jesus escaped, but the rest of the children didn't escape. Yeah. Their only problem was the time they were born. Under normal circumstances, it should be a glorious thing to know that you are born around the time the Savior is born. And just when they were about to start rejoicing, Satan, through Herod, you see, when a man makes a decree like that, open your spiritual eye, Satan comes in different forms. That is not Herod, that is Satan. Satan is typified in the Bible through, when Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Herod is the type of Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Jezebel. When a human being on the seat now makes a decree that babies should be killed, that is not a human being speaking. That is the devil. The devil. So tonight, every net that has been prepared to catch me, 
and my family like a fish. I declare, I jump over. I have escaped. Say by the son of the Lord, I cut into pieces every evil net in the name of Jesus. Then he said, every snare. A snare is also a trap. Okay? The book of John, he said, for we know that we are of God, but the whole world lieth in wickedness. Jesus calls him the wicked one. And the Nigerians say the wicked one. Lift up your hands. Nigeria will hear you. I finished. We have some other days to continue, so I'll stop here. But listen to me. Every altar that will not let you go. The blood was shed. You have been quiet for too long. It is time to enforce the victory that Christ talked for you. Somebody hearing me? I said, somebody hearing me? And you are walking out of this place a free man and a free woman. Every trap that is waiting for you, you have escaped it. The blood is speaking heavily over you tonight. Over your house. Whatever is waiting for you home. I said, whatever is waiting for you home. Whatever is waiting for you home. We are taking care of business right here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for something.